Happy New, New Year. Year from all of us here at Voices from the Beyond podcast. We hope your holiday season was a great one. Here we have an episode that we recorded last year with uh, Dark Divine, and uh, we took a little break. So <laughs> yep, uh, we're back, and we're gonna be we're gonna try to be as consistent as we can. You know, besides uh, emergencies and stuff that may happen, but we have a bunch of new stuff planned for you guys. It's gonna be great, and uh, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hey guys, welcome back to Voices from the Beyond. I'm your host, Yudan. And I'm Jude. And I know it's been a while since we've uh, made an episode, probably, what, like two weeks, three weeks since we released the Terrifier episode? It's been a hot minute, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a couple of weeks before the uh, Spookala was supposed to be. Yeah, uh, you'll have to forgive us. I have been sick. Like, I've been sick, gotten better, and then gotten sick again. And then got me sick. And then I got Jude sick. So that was fun. So, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, but we have a, a special surprise for you guys. What's the surprise? Is this a Christmas present? Eh, you could say so. Well, yeah. It releases like a couple of days after Christmas, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, New Year's Christmas present. New Year's Christmas, yeah. But uh, you want to introduce our guest? Absolutely. So we got to know this band when we went to an emo night in um, here in South Florida, and it was such an amazing show that we were like, "Well, we got to get them on." Right? They didn't even play; they just played like one song from the list. <laughs> How was it? Halloween time? Yeah, it was Halloween. It was time. Halloween time. So yeah. it was. It was great. <laughs> the first single, I think, that they put out. Yeah. So we'll talk more about all that uh, as we go on. But uh, please join me in welcoming Dark Divine. Hello. And specifically hello. Robbie. And specifically Robbie. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. No problem. So. Uh, we've been pretty excited about this. We've been super excited. We've been. Kind of like listening to your music over and over again, <laughs> just in preparation. So it's been fun. Oh, um, you guys have seen a lot of success. And uh, what I think I saw on a post on your Instagram in your first full year as a band. Yeah, it's uh, been pretty wild. Um, a lot of unexpected uh, support right out of the gate, you know. Um, it's been very, very cool to see very very um motivating for us to continue doing what we're doing and and kind of also reassuring in a sense as well like it 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 lets us know what we're doing is working and to continue kind of doing that so it's definitely been a hell of experience coming right out of the gate for us in our first year and a half yeah, dude, it's insane. You guys literally put out your EP, and uh, I'm looking at your Spotify stats for this year. You have 228.4K listeners. That's insane. Yeah, it's uh, it, we've definitely grown. That's for sure. We we've seen massive growth, and it's been it's been absolutely amazing to watch that unravel day by day and month by month, and and being able to see this the success come from just doing what we love to do and and what we do best and along the way gaining the support of all of our loyal fans and getting the support of label and and just being able to 
get the show on the road and do everything we've been planning to do and, and working towards. It's, it's been amazing. Definitely. Um, and with all this like success, do you find that, you know, coming in the new year, do you want to like, like, what's your plan? Like, what's your goals? How are you, how are we going to get even better? Um, we definitely have a lot coming up for 2023. That's for sure. A, a lot in the works, a lot that's still, being planned out and, and put into motion. Uh, we definitely have a new album coming out in 2023. Uh, we just uh, recently announced our next tour. That'll be with uh, Limbs in February. It's about two or three weeks we'll be out with Limbs. Um, oh, that's awesome. Starting up in Brooklyn, working our way down uh, through Florida and then back up towards uh, the Chicago area. Um, so definitely hitting the road, hitting the ground running and, uh, you know, just taking it after that. I'm sure a lot more is going to come from there. Yeah, honestly, you guys, I, like I, I said in a post to, to you guys one time, I'm like, I can't wait for that eventual uh, Ice Nine Kills, Motionless and White tour. <laughs> a new Trinity of Terror for these guys. Yeah, well, me too. I'm really, really excited for the, for hopefully that day to come as well. <laughs> I will yeah. say, looking at the tour dates, I'm upset that there's no South Florida date, but... <laughs> there's never a South Florida There's never date. a South Florida They're already date. doing it, right? Yeah, they, there's uh, Orlando, Florida, and Pensacola. Sorry, not Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Tampa, and uh, Pensacola. So it's actually cool that we have a Tampa show because um, since I'm the one member from Tampa, I haven't been able to really play in this area with it like I used to. I used to play in the Tampa St. Pete area all the time in older bands. Um, mm -hmm. It'd be really nice to kind of be back home for once and, and play with the band I've been in and been putting a lot of my time into. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. And doing like a hometown show for sure. Yeah, hometown hero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Hometown spooky boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah someone better. say that's better. <laughs> Uh, I found it absolutely crazy when we, now we were talking. We I mentioned uh, Motionless and Ice Nine that uh, Anthony got invited to do Slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah, that that the entire how that all unfolded was absolutely insane to me. To me, the I, I believe in uh, manifestation, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it's definitely been something I've been experiencing lately. And we, we've been, we had made jokes leading up until that time. We were like, how cool would it be? Because Anthony originally put out the um, motionless and white contest that he did, the, the ver open verse challenge that he did. Yeah. We were like, how cool would it be if you actually got to go out there and do it? And he had recognized once they released the dates for that next leg of the tour, that when they were going to be in Orlando, it was going to be his birthday. So... <laughs> Like two or three times, him and I said to each other and out loud at practice, like, how funny would it be if he got to do it? For <laughs> and then, you know, that was a long shot. It was a pipe dream. And yeah. I remember specifically getting ready to fall asleep the day before that show in Orlando. And it was like three o'clock in the morning. And Anthony just sent us a message saying, uh, so I'm going to be doing Slaughterhouse with Chris Motionless tomorrow. And it was just that moment for me. I was like, it, it's real. Like <laughs> you're you, in it. <laughs> you manifest that shit. It, it, it actually happens. 
Yeah, fuck yeah. You put good energy out, you get good things back. Yeah, and that, that was, for me, is it, not, not just as like a band member, but as a friend, that was probably one of the proudest moments I've ever experienced with somebody. To, mm -hmm. Like my adrenaline watching him run out on stage <laughs> literally was running for him. Like my <laughs> everything was running for him. Like, but at the same time, that was just the coolest thing to experience. I, as a friend, I was just so proud. So that was a hell of a thing to, to get to witness. Absolutely, that's insane. Yeah, that, yeah like... we weren't at the, we were sadly not at the Orlando show, but a bunch of my friends were like, yo, the, the lead singer of Dark Divine's there. I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> and then I saw videos of it. He fucking killed it. Yeah, he, unfortunately, he did have some uh, microphone issues um, that were going on with the stage, but oh. when it finally did come back in, it, it came back in at the perfect time and he, he and he just worked the stage and, and, and did absolutely phenomenal with what he could so mm -hmm. it was definitely a hell of a thing to see yeah even though we didn't go to the show i remember uh you guys like how you guys performed and acted on on stage at emo night like the small venue that we had and like definitely worked the stage beautifully so i can only imagine like on the big stage in front of so many people it must have it must have been a panic attack <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys hadn't even been playing actual like instruments and i was just i was already ready to start a mosh pit <laughs> uh, well cool because it was really weird for me that was the first time i had ever been on stage without my instrument i didn't know what the i was like ricky bobby from talladega nights i didn't know what to do my hand. um anytime i'd run back to the to the dj booth i was just trying to catch my breath they even told me before they even opened the door man i was wearing a long sleeve and a, and a trucker jacket over that and they're mm -hmm. like five minutes into being on idea. take that off and i was like yeah right and then i took it off <laughs> immediately yeah, i think i saw like uh, several of you guys had long sleeves and we're just like that's that's not a good idea yeah, yeah that, that was not <laughs> the most comfortable idea <laughs> But you look cool. And, you know, I, the dedication of... <laughs> Dying for the fit. One second, one second, I'm sorry. <coughs> All right, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the video cleared up. That's cool. We look less like a toaster? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, so moving, I guess, a little bit more to you guys' backstory, I think. Actually, before we get into okay. that, I want to hear more about you because you said you've been in other projects and bands. So let's go back to the start in the beginning. What, what was I doing? I what was I doing? Backstory, let's talk about you and your former bands. It's like, hold on. <laughs> That's what I was doing. you were talking about the band. Well, I could go further. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Robbie, tell us a little bit more about you, about your starting, about you, your musical experience. Uh... <laughs> Get, uh, we rhymed, you know. Well, you probably wouldn't believe it, but for me, like, I grew up on bands like Green Day and My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Taking Back Sunday, uh, stuff. Honestly, bands that if I if I heard them come on, I would listen to them, but not stuff I typically listen to nowadays. But that's what I grew up on, and mm -hmm. um. I remember around 10 years old, my mom and my dad got me my first guitar and I tried learning how to play it um, for mm -hmm. about maybe 
six months and I was like, ah, <laughs> this, sucks. This, sucks. <laughs> this is a lot of work. This is too confusing for me. But then Green Day or American Idiot, and there was just something in me that was like, I need to learn how to play these songs. That, that something about me connected with that album so much that I wanted to learn how to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, took about a year, maybe two years with lessons, and then all we really did was he would teach me how to play along to my favorite, my favorite songs, and that's when I started you know, playing along and, and listening by ear and kind of figuring out my own way to write songs and finding new bands along the way and starting new bands along the way and mm-hmm. ultimately started branching out to the Central Florida area and um, met Dark Divine. <laughs> and it's uh, been a dream come true ever since. That's awesome. And even more so because... This is like a relatively new band, so right. So I mean, I I know that you you kind of have had that like already like start up and set up. So what happened? How are the other band experiences? What what what? How, how was your startup? Other band experiences were good. Um, typical band experiences you you would um, expect from like a high school band. <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. my first band ever. I was it was actually in middle school. And we were a cover band for like Avenged Sevenfold. And we got to play like all of our kids' night out. And mm-hmm. it was a typical kids' night out that you would expect. They would come out and we would be playing Avenged Sevenfold in the cafeteria. That's so cool. <laughs> like, That's great. It was a hit at the school for some reason. And uh, we get, we, you know, go to high school, started a band there. That was just your typical uh, jam band. And then I was in one band in St. Pete for about two years where I was the front man. It was the worst idea I've ever Um, done in my life. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, it sounds awesome. (laughs) I enjoyed that band. Um, I discovered in that band that I was uh, definitely, um, I had a knack for screaming for vocals, but uh, maybe doing vocals full time wasn't necessarily something I should be doing. Um, Mm -hmm. But eventually a lot of stuff in St. Pete, got shut down a lot of the venues we would play at like state theater and 662 um so eventually i was without a band for about maybe a year and a half and eventually migrated to central florida because that's where all the bands were that's where all the venues were and uh just kind of created new opportunities and and found new direction in a, in a different market in a different territory and eventually mm-hmm. Uh, met Tristan. Um, I was in a band called Dark Summer that was out of Lakeland, Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I was with them for about maybe a year and a half, maybe I'd say at most. And Tristan was the drummer at the time I was in it. And um, I remember when Tristan was, was leaving, he he was straight up with me and told me that uh, he was he was interested in starting another band. And that was before we even knew this was going to turn into Dark Divine. And mm-hmm. said, yeah, man, I'll check it out. I don't know if I can commit to driving to <laughs> Orlando once or twice a week. And Fair. here we are. Best decision, best commitment I've ever made. That's for sure. I've, n- I've never been happier. And that just goes to show, like, the the relationship I have with the guys in the band, the relationship we have with each other, but also the relationship we have with music. And I think that all kind of shines through everything that we do. So... 
it's been a hell of a mm-hmm. ride. That's for sure. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. I've been uh, learning that a lot this year. So. Oh yeah, definitely. And it seems like you guys have a very strong connection. Like all of you guys. Oh, we do. Those guys like to, and I'm sorry for cussing, but those guys like to fuck with me so much. It's so ridiculous, but it, it's, it's all out of love and we all end up, <laughs> we all fuck with each other. And I don't know, it's, it's the most tight knit group I've ever experienced. And it's, it, it's cool. We all hold each other accountable, but we all are, are, are friends and, and bandmates and, and, and everything you need to be to uh, be a part of a successful operation, so. Speaking of a successful operation, what would you say, besides what you just mentioned, <laughs> is another key thing in having a successful band? Because as someone who's been through, man, Two probably like four or five different projects that haven't mm-hmm. really gone anywhere due to just things. random things like, the last project I did, we actually pretty much got to the point where we were doing, where we were about to record the EP and uh, everything fell apart in like a day. Um, I mean, as I was saying earlier, that the, the most crucial thing is, is the people, the members in the band. Um, the But also just as important is going to be your product, is going to be your image. It's going to be what your your band is about and what, what you're what you're trying to get across and it all has to kind of correlate in, in some sense and, and i could be wrong I, I maybe i have no idea but that seems to be what's been working for us is we have an image we know what we want to look like we know what we want to sound like and we correlate that all together and it we we make sure it's it's kind of cohesive in a way like yeah, we absolutely relate to Motionless and White. We absolutely relate to Ice Nine Kills. We kind of hold our influences or, or put them on our sleeve in a sense, but we also kind of throw in who we are in the mix as well. And we have kind of our own key factors in that. So you you kind of have to make sure your product is cohesive in that sense. So you the people in your band, but also what you're offering, the music that you're offering, what the sound is, what it's talking about, and what it looks like as well. And now, um, I'm glad you mentioned image, because that leads into my next question. How did your the image of the band come to be? It was very thematic, yeah. yeah you guys are very um, thematic, and I love that. You know, honestly, I always, um, this is, it, well, we never planned for it to be what it is whatsoever at first. Um, we, we had songs. Um, Jay, our uh, other guitar player, um, he's, he's an absolute alien. I tell him that all the time. He, he, he writes amazing music, and he had some great songs off the bat. And originally, uh, when I was in the band Dark Summer with Tristan for a little bit, I was doing this whole body paint skeleton thing and I don't know, I I dug it and I I just kind of kept going with it. And Anthony had the, the instrumental for what was Halloween town and was like, Hey, I got this idea. What if I basically write a song about this and, you know, just see where it goes. And that's kind of how Halloween town came to be. And it just kind of all fell into place. So it's like, obviously, if we're going to do this song and do a music video for it, then 
we got to do something Halloween like. Mm-hmm. And once that was over, it it just kind of the reception kind of worked for us. We couldn't really go back from that at that point, especially with that being our single release. So we kind of created our own individual characters in the band and, and, and took it from there and hope to God it worked. <laughs> it's been working. It's definitely a cool image. I liked it. <clears throat> and seeing it up close, it was also very cool. <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely a cool thing that we do. Um, it's also um, it's just a whole other factor that you don't really consider until you're doing it every single day or when you're on the road and you're on tour. You know what I mean? There's some days where you look at the brushes and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's a lot Me when I'm doing makeup. <laughs> it's a lot easier to be in our home state of Florida and have access to, you know, our uh, makeup artists. And they, they'll make sure that they make you look on point. And then we'll do it ourselves if we don't have access to the makeup artists. And we've actually been getting a lot better at it. But sometimes you look at those brushes and you're like, oh, no, I hope I don't mess up today. <laughs> I hope today is not the day. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of room for error with like the whole Halloween look. Like It doesn't matter how smudgy it looks. It's like, that's the, that's the look. That's, that's what we're the look. Doing. It was the point. It's supposed to be creepy. You can always, what do they call it? Um, not, not errors, but they're happy mistakes when it comes yeah. to exactly. Happy little accidents. <laughs> there you go. Happy accidents. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a random question popped in my head. Um, do you guys have like, are these also like alternate, like alternate characters? Like you know how Kiss like their stage personas with their makeup is a whole different person than like their real person. Is that what's going on here, or is it just like oh, this just looks cool? Um. <laughs> Maybe not for everybody individually in the band. I don't necessarily want to speak for them. It, it could be, it could not be. I'm not sure how they take it in their own personal stance. I know for me, um, I do kind of look at it in that sense. I like to kind of separate that in a sense, like walking out on stage. I, I like to, especially I have a few different looks that I do with, with the character creations that I, I partner with my makeup artist on. Um, I don't know. It's cool to have a character get into character and kind of go out on stage and, and be able to reflect what you want to reflect towards the crowd. And um, aside from, I guess, Motionless and Ice Nine and all these other inspirations, is there anything else that you guys gathered inspiration for when coming up with either music or the band's image or anything like that? Um, I mean, definitely personal experiences, I would say from uh, Anthony's standpoint, um, his writing process and, and being able to be a part of it in in a sense of watching it grow, watching each song grow from, from part to part to song to song. Um, it, it seemed like he was definitely motivated by a lot of things that he maybe hadn't been able to write about or been able to express in a sense. And it seemed like this band was a perfect outlet for him to be able to start doing that. And it was, it, 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 that's definitely what it seemed to me um, as far as motivation um, that went in lyrically for sure. Musically, like I said, Jay's just, that dude is is insane. He'll sit in front of his studio desk all day long, and he will just create some of the best stuff you've ever heard. 
So yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> when it comes to the the lyrical process of things, is it mostly just Anthony on that one, or is it kind of just everybody kind of pitches in for that? Um, mainly from what I from what I've experienced, it's been mainly Tristan, Anthony, and uh, also Jay as well. Or if we're working with a producer at the time, um, Anthony comes up with the bulk of stuff. Um, and then when we're, when we're in the studio, things get kind of changed on the spot or somebody will think of a, di a different lyric here or a different saying there. Um, so it is, it does end up being kind of a team effort in the sense of Jay, Tristan and Anthony, but also a producer we're working with. So it just kind of depends on the situation. There's been songs where it's just 100% Anthony just depends. So it's all, it's always good to try and, and work with other people and, and get others input. Um, sometimes you, you stumble across things that you wouldn't necessarily would have on your own. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that one because it, my when I'm writing lyrics, I'll be like, uh, I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to writing lyrics. Like, I'll be like, I'll write something down, and while I'm writing, I'll be like, yeah, this is great, this is great. But I'll like put it down for a second, walk away, come back, and be like, this is fucking shit. Why did I write this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the smartest things, or maybe not the smartest things, but one of the best things I ever did as a musician was, um, I remember being in the band I was in in St. Pete, and the members that were in that band with me kind of made me feel like I had to do everything on my own. And when you start feeling like that in a band, or at least in a creative, artistic sense, you kind of get stuck in that mind frame. And one of the best things I ever did was join this band and let go of that and, and let somebody else kind of take the wheel and, 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 and play my own role in supporting that and doing everything I could to keep everything moving and writing with other people, working with other people and, and learning from other people was one of the biggest opportunities I ever, I ever took. And one of the smartest things I ever did as a musician by far. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't imagine like some like having to write everything and, you know, or else no progress gets made. Yeah. I've definitely been in that situation a few times. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I definitely I've I I definitely feel you in the sense of like you write some stuff and then you'll look at it later on and you'll be like, "Damn it. What was I doing or what was I thinking?" And it's it's even worse sometimes in this band because Anthony uh before we even like joined completely and he was asked he he basically stalked all of us in the band and looked up all of our old bands <laughs> and and still to this day he will mess with me about some of my old lyric writing and i'm like bro i'm gonna take <laughs> down man <laughs> <laughs> just scrub your entire social media history <clears throat> yeah I, I i think what makes a band good is definitely having that cohesiveness having that support having that like okay, everything doesn't rest on your shoulders, so you're not, like, pressured into everything. Like, it's a collaborative effort. Yeah, you're, like, brothers in arms. Like, if you're you're not just on stage working together, you're touring, you're touring together, you're spending, like, a good chunk of your, like, the year together. Yeah. If you're constantly touring or if you're, like, doing the Trinity of Terror and you do three legs of the tour. Yeah, absolutely. And we're still, you know, we're still learning as a band. We're still... Um, pretty fresh and um, definitely taking a taking a lot of it in as we as we go and um, 
you know, it's just been absolutely wild to, to see this is, it's, it's a new ballpark for us to mm-hmm. be able to tour and be able to actually dedicate everything we want into a project and, and, and not just hope it, it's falling into, to listeners ears. It, it, it's finally doing something that we've been working towards our entire life. So it's, it's cool. Definitely don't take it for granted. It's very freeing. I mean, this is this is uh, uncharted territory. I guess it's like having uh, being signed on to like a music contract. It's touring. It's all these different things. I'm sure that must be like super exciting for you guys. It is. It's it's extremely exciting. Um, I still remember till this day when we first got the the contact for signing with our first label in Vogue Records and. Um, just watching everything kind of take off from there, going on our first tour with Famous Last Words. Um, that was just an experience in and of itself. It was so cool to go out on the road with two other bands. We were with Famous Last Words and Across the Whitewater Tower. Much love to, to awesome. all of them. It, it, was, it was such a cool experience. And to meet all of our fans on the road and and put a face to all the names that we were learning on social media and interacting with for so long. That was Mm -hmm. such a rewarding experience to meet everybody and and get to know everybody and and be able to play our songs for them and and watch them rock out and and scream as much as we were. (laughs) Absolutely. And right now you said, yes, like rising stars. So I'm sure you're going to meet a whole bunch of your, your friends from the, uh, was it 128 different countries that they're listening from? 128 so. different countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to we might have to make it out to that Winter Park show. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Please do, please do. That'll be that'll be a good one. That's a that's a hometown show for us. That one in Tampa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, those are gonna be great. Uh, honestly, uh, when when you guys were playing your your set uh, uh, emo night, I was just like, oh man, I can I can only imagine these guys in concert. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's fun. Um, you know, we, we we definitely go all out. We definitely try and provide the aesthetic and 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 and, and do the best we can performance wise. So I definitely say try and catch it out sometime. Maybe uh, maybe maybe we'll surprise you. Maybe we'll do something cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had the 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 EP on uh, on loop for a bit. Mm-hmm. At Me least too. two hours of the plays are, are us. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one member in the band that will literally. I, I do practice our songs at least two times a day. I, I play at least two two and a half hours a day, so mm-hmm. I listen to the EP on repeat every day as well. And you'd think I get tired of the songs by now, and I, and I don't. I, 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 I love it, and I'm going to continue to love it. What's your favorite one off the EP? Favorite one off the EP is The Fear. I connect with it um, uh, emotionally, um, and I just think all around it, it, it's just one of our, our best songs that we've written. Absolutely. That song is amazing. <laughs> I, I, I think when I first heard it, I, I got to the end. And I rewinded it because I was like, I don't feel like I appreciated it as much as I should have. <laughs> I mean, it's that was one of the first songs I've ever been a part of where I was given actual goosebumps. When when Anthony goes into that really high note right before, mm-hmm. right when the guitar solo hits or just kind of that outro in general hits, 
that high notes, the high note that he gets to it just the first time I heard it mixed and mastered and in my car driving on the interstate, <laughs> absolute goosebumps. I kept rewinding it and listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. It must be surreal being able to hear like your own music on Spotify, like being able to like record, like rewind it over and over and just be like, we made this, this is our thing. This is our baby. Yeah. <laughs> the guys call me crazy for it. They're like, dude, you're like <laughs> our number one fan. <laughs> like, sending, me, sending me any like possible new stuff or just some kind of stuff we're, we're toggling with and, and I'll be like it's my new favorite song and they're like yeah you can't be trusted every song <laughs> you're an unreliable no but that's the thing like if you guys are making your own music you should be your own favorite band like why yeah. else would you that's the way I, I, I literally am the, uh, the, the number one fan of the band and I, I'm just lucky enough to be in it so <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think my personal favorite off of the EP is uh, just because I'm like when I first heard it I'm like man the mosh pit potential for this one is uh, <laughs> Runaway yeah oh yeah and you know what Runaway that one live seems to do it a lot more with the crowd than some of the other songs I don't know when we played House of Blues and we started playing Runaway the uh, the action happening in the crowd definitely picked up for that song um, <laughs> You know, the level of energy was definitely going throughout the entire set, but for some reason, when when that breakdown comes in for Runaway, it's uh, pretty just high. It's good to just listen when somebody <laughs> starts talking in an announcer voice. People get ready to kill each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, we know this. We were trained for this. Yeah. Wall of death time. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, we and we even like we're we're still the same musicians that that we were before Dark Divine. We we look at most performances that we do back on like youtube videos or whatnot and i remember specifically <laughs> looking back and during that song it looked like somebody was crowd surfing and got hurt and none of uh -huh. us had any idea that that had happened obviously if we knew what was going on we would have stopped the set but for some reason that song is always the one that just uh kind of kind of rips for the crowd this kills it it's just a war war song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of pets how how was it when you guys were able to open like your first like pit to your music? How how did that feel? Oh, that felt so cool. I was actually <laughs> kind of concerned though. I won't lie, um, for me personally, because uh, the first pit that was opened was at our debut show, which was also our hometown show, which was also that tour kickoff show with Famous Last Words at the Haven. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I remember specifically looking out into the crowd and it's kind of a, a smaller venue and I see my pops. I see my dad like right up at the front oh, row no pops. and I'm like, you are in the line of fire, my guy. Like, Oh no pops. <laughs> oh no, not pops. <laughs> I remember specifically looking at him and motioning to him. Like, this is not the place you want to be. And just uh, get out now, dad. <laughs> he held his own. Next thing you know, that thing opened up. He got out of harm's way and that's, okay. it, it was cool. So at first I was kind of like, oh shit, the, this isn't the way I saw it going. And <laughs> it ended up being really cool. So. That'd have been cool if Pops just like was like throwing bows as well. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, if somebody smacked into him hard enough, he probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> would have busted out the two step. <laughs> That's awesome. No. Oh. No, I, I just I've just been going all over the place. <laughs> um, 
I guess since we've been also talking about touring and everything, one of my my questions is, who's like your dream band? Like, what's your dream band to to work with or to tour with? Rather. Oh man. For me, don't, don't break any hearts out there as well. But <laughs> <laughs> for me, the the dream band to tour with, I'm gonna have to pick two. Okay. Um, I would say motionless and white or north lane oh my boy <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love north lane i'm sure some of the guys in the band may disagree with that one but north lane for me is just untouchable i love north lane is fucking sick they're so good they, they've got such a good thing going and it's 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 a similar yet completely original style they've got going on with their music right now so yeah i had a i got to see him in concert once and i'm dying to see him again oh where'd you see him at oh fuck i forgot who they were opening for i think it was somewhere up in west palm oh damn it lucky i want to say i want to say it was with in hearts wake or something Oh, it probably was because both of them are from Australia, I believe. Um, yeah. Could be wrong. Most of the time they'll tour together. Yeah, fucking um, Australian bands go hard. Yeah, Polaris. Um, that's another That's another really, really good one that I enjoy. Um, but yeah, Motionless and White and, and definitely North Lane. Those would be two uh, iconic tours, I think, for me. Honestly, I can see it happening because after the, you, again, your first year as a band and you guys have made this many achievements already, like the sky's the limits for you guys. Uh, I hope so. Um, you know, definitely want to uh, uh, take our time and, and be able to just enjoy this as we go as well and enjoy the growth. And every day I wake up and I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm happy that it's going the way that it's going and, and we're, we're able to not rush anything and, and just enjoy as, as we, as we go, you know what I mean? Kind of take our time with everything. Definitely. Definitely. Although a lot of doors are opening up, it's always good to just enjoy it as it comes. It's actually been kind of weird because um, it's, you know, Thanksgiving just passed Christmas is coming up this Sunday. Um, So this Mm -hmm. is kind of typically like the slow time for most bands or most musicians. And it's been really weird. I'm used to seeing my guys <laughs> all the time, and now it's like, uh, it's been a couple of weeks, or you know, I'll stop. We'll stop by in the studio real quick, and then kind of see each other. But uh, definitely excited to get back to it and kind of just focus on everything dark divine and and kind of get back with the dudes. I miss them. <clears throat> definitely. Is it hard? Are you the only one that's that lives away from everybody else? Yeah, unfortunately, and that's oh, my own no. damn fault. At least that's what they'll say. <laughs> you should move to Orlando. What you doing? I should. Uh, I, I probably could. Um, but as, as of right now, it's kind of cheaper to stay where I'm at than it is to move, especially with interest rates going up. <laughs> We're going to talk about the housing market now. This oh, podcast man. changed. Shit. No, I mean, it's a horror <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What's, what's sad is, is, is my mortgage is cheaper than what I would pay in rent to move to Orlando. Oof. it's just a matter of finding the right place at the right time i guess but if i do Maybe they should move to you <laughs> <laughs> no i mean 
Maybe I got a big enough house they could all live with me. That would be cool. Dark Divine Mansion house. Hey, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you guys are listening. This is the official pitch. <laughs> Jay would end up killing one of us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he probably makes it into one of the songs. <laughs> probably, and it would probably be me. So. <laughs> yeah, the lucky, the lucky scream at the end. <laughs> So we've talked a bit about uh, your guys' influences and like how you guys ended up in this uh, horror Halloweeny vibe. So I gotta ask, since we're a horror podcast, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Oh man, my favorite horror movie is uh, my favorite horror movie right now. Well, no, of all time. Let me let me change that. <laughs> Rewind. It might uh, surprise you. Is Thirty Days of Night. Ooh. Solid, I solid. Think, that's uh, that, the Alaska vampires, right? Yeah, yeah. Vampires, Alaska. Yeah. Vampires, <laughs> just one. I've always wanted to visit Alaska. I know that's random as fuck, but I've it's just, coming I've, from a Floridian, yeah. <laughs> but two vampires grabbing people from underneath their houses in the snow—that was just terrifying to me. Um, and the worst part is that, like. You have to wait until the sun comes up yes. again in a month. Like the concept Ugh. of that was just absolutely brilliant. So mm-hmm. that was good. Um, I really like the thing. The thing is is, uh, is another favorite it. of mine. I'm sensing a snow vibe. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. And then I mean, you can't go wrong with Halloween. You, you really can't. My classic. Um, Hills Have Eyes. I I remember when I was a kid and I saw Hills Have Eyes, that movie scared the freaking piss out of me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, That movie is fucking terrifying. Wes Craven at his best. Have y'all ever seen um, uh, The Descent? Yes. That movie? Whoa. Yeah, that movie... That movie is terrifying. Theaters with my mom when I was like eight years old. (laughs) Like, you want to go? Yeah, sure, let's go. (laughs) Oh no, mom! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that movie. uh, I I was I was seeing like a top ten most disturbing movies, and uh, The Descent was like number five. Yeah, just that just that part alone where they're in the cave and the it's on the camera lens and you see the girl standing there and it's just one of those demons right behind her. Nope, I'm out, bro. <laughs> it's the spelunking one. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it? You showed it to me. I did. <laughs> yeah. When we started dating, I was just like, I got to show you so many horror movies. Yeah, because I was a little bit behind. I will say I was a little bit behind. <laughs> so, yes, I saw it. Uh, another good one, if you like The Descent, you should check it out if you haven't seen it already. As Above, So Below. Mm-hmm. That one's really good, too. I do like that one. That's about, like, the catacombs, right? Yeah, yeah, the Paris catacombs. Yep. The bones. Yeah. yeah, that movie's fucking nuts. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, what did y'all think of the uh, the new Texas Chainsaw? Mixed. Yeah. It's... So, The Kill's fantastic. Gave us one of the goriest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they twisted the character of Bubba. Yeah, it was like, as I like to say, they made him into Michael Myers with a chainsaw. He's always been, yeah. like, a poor, like, inbred, like, family person. Like, I don't know how to, like, he's it a sweet like, dude. <laughs> they, it seemed like they tried too hard with that one, for sure. 
to make it all make sense, and it still didn't really make much sense, at least to yeah. me. Yeah, no, honestly, like, I, I, every time we talk about this movie, I gotta bring up how fucking stupid that final shot was where uh, he pulls the girl out of the car, decapitates her, and her sister's screaming as the Tesla slowly drives away automatically. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> Have you seen uh, Barbarian yet? Yes, yeah. yeah, we actually got to see it. Uh, we got to see it on preview. Yeah, that one not huge. Messed up. We're not huge fans of it because uh, I we really enjoyed the beginning with uh, Zill Skarsgård and that whole like, oh, is he like the villain of the movie? Yeah, like, like his, this whole will ultimately drew everybody into going to see that movie, mm-hmm. and then he was only in it for like the first fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah, and like it was a cool concept. Like in the beginning, I was just like, "Is it like a meet cute? Is he like the, the weird like psychopath? Like they're gonna kill her? Like is this gonna be a thing?" Nope, he dies. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then it turns into a comedy. Like I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, Justin Long, this is cool. What what the fuck is happening with the yeah. movie? Right now? Why is it a comedy?" <laughs> Accepted Airbnb version. Basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you uh, have you seen Terrifier? Two. Um, I saw the first one. I had the opportunity to see the second one with the guys, um, but I chose to make the drive home rather than stay out late. In Orlando. <laughs> they all said That's it was really, really good. They said it definitely lived up to the expectations from the first one. Um, mm-hmm. The first one. Oh my god. <laughs> it was. It was very. Oh gory. man, yeah. That is the. If you think the first one was. Yeah. The second one. The yeah. second one oh. is gorier, but with plot. <laughs> with plot, so it, it had more budget, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, it definitely had more budget, but it didn't lose, like, what made Terrifier popular. Yeah. Like, this uh, yeah. movie was supposed to have a a three, a weekend theatrical run. Really? Yeah, that was it. Three days. They ended up extending it to, I think, a bit into November. No, it's almost it December. Was, yeah, I thought it was still going on when we talked to Leah. Yeah, yeah almost yeah. into December, and it it made like what was the last time we was it like four or five times what their budget was or something like that? Yeah, some ridiculous number like that that really shows that people, you know, if you make something good, it doesn't matter if it's uh, it made twelve million dollars. Wow, hell yeah! I I actually was just on Amazon Prime like maybe two hours ago. And just kind of browsing around, and I they have it available on there now. I might watch that later tonight. Yeah, highly recommend that, and highly recommend Smile. Yeah. So, so Smile was good because that, that one looked a little iffy to me, but I'm willing to give it a shot. We were we were very cautious about it, but yeah, no, that movie that movie went places, and it did it really well. It's like a better version, or yeah, better version of it follows. I would say. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I'll let you know my review. Yeah, for sure. That movie is fucking great. Oh, and because it's, you know, tis the season, what's your favorite Christmas horror movie? Christmas horror movie would be... Oh, man, it's not really a movie. It's, um... (laughs) Do you guys know of Tales from the Crypt? Yes. Yes. So there was an episode of Tales from the Crypt back in the day of uh, uh, evil or in chaotic Santa that broke out of the loony bin, basically. That is one of my favorite horror 
things Christmas for Christmas. Things, yeah. Um, but I also really like um, uh, Black Christmas. That, that movie got a lot. Which of one? The 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 remake, the, the original. I like the remake. Which remake? <laughs> Wait, there's multiple remakes. <laughs> There's the original, there's the remake that came out in 2006, and then the remake that came out in 2013. 2006. Okay. All right. That's not the one. I was going to have words if you said the other remake, because that one was (laughs) god-awful. I'm looking at, like, the sound spikes, and you just got real passionate when you talked about the remakes. (laughs) Yeah, no, the 2006 one is, that movie was awesome. I didn't even, I didn't even know they made a remake in 2013. Yeah, it's it's awful. They like forget what the plot of the two thousand of the two thousand six or the original was. They decided, are we going to use the source material? Nah, fuck it. We'll do our own thing. <laughs> Walmart version. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> uh, but a good Christmas horror movie that we recently just saw it came out this year. Yes. Uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas. I haven't heard of that one. It's about a Santa animatronic that goes haywire. Oh, yeah. that sounds yeah. Good. It's kind of like uh, like Silent Night, Deadly Night meets the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, because yeah, the Santa sick. animatronic it was made by an American military company, <laughs> so yeah, Cyberdyne. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that, that movie goes fucking places. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, one last question is just like, where do you see yourself in like five, five, ten years, maybe? To complete the job interview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, myself or or Dark Divine. Yes. <laughs> I assume it, they're they're a little linked, but uh, we'll go with you and then Dark Divine if you would like. Uh, I see myself. Um, doing everything I'm doing right now, but but better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. As, as, Jay would, as Jay would always say, be betterer than better. I'm going to get a tattoo of that. Put that on a merch shirt. <laughs> be betterer. And I, I, I see the band. Um, I see the band doing exactly what it's doing right now, but better because we're from, from here in five years, we're going to, we're going to continue to grow the, the way that we've grown in this last year and a half, then it, it, it's only going to get better from here in, in my eyes. And I have more faith in this project and, and the people in it and the people out, out, outside of the band that, 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 that support us and help us with everything that we do and have their faith in us. It, um, I, I definitely see it going in a much further direction. That's for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely see you guys just soaring from here on out. One can only hope. Um, I, I think uh, we're going to continue building a, a community, and uh, and I'm, I'm very excited to meet everybody. I'm excited to, to play for everybody. I'm excited to get the show back on the road. Fuck yeah. You're just like, holidays end already. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> let's get spooky again. It's too much Christmas music. Fuck Hell yeah. yeah. Put uh, Michael Bublé and uh, Mariah Carey back, back in, in the their box. In their yeah. box. <laughs> Break out the dark. Halloween box. starts on December 26th. Yeah. Agreed. 
But uh, we're not going to take any more of your time. Uh, it's been a blast. It's been fun having you on the show. Uh, we got to have you back on at some point so we can talk 30 days of night. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you both having me. Um, sorry that uh, Tristan wasn't able to uh, hop on with his technical difficulties, but it was uh, okay. absolutely cool to sit down with you two and get to know you two and, and kind of just, just chit-chat for a little bit. I appreciate it. Likewise. And if we do have a future episode, Tristan can get a laptop and join us at some point. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get the whole gang in here. We'll get we'll get Tristan and we'll get Anthony and we'll get Jared and we'll get Jay, even though he'll fuck with me the entire time. <laughs> it's good content. It's good content. Always is. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Uh, well, once again, thank you everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. I'm you, Donnie. I'm Jude. And thank you to our special guest, Robbie. Thank you. So that's it for us for today. Please follow us on our socials at BFCB underscore podcast and Instagram, Twitter. Not the bad TikTok's on not really been active at TikTok's the moment. not very active. <laughs> We're working on it. Uh, the Voices from the Beyond on Twitch, right? Oh, Voices from the Beyond on Twitch. Yeah. yeah. And what are your socials? Uh, Instagram would be at Dark Divine Official. TikTok would be at Dark Divine Official. And uh, you can also find merch uh, currently at dark-divine.com. Nice. Oh, a website. That'd be awesome. Okay. So, <laughs> so, 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 so,